From which part do we learn in Asmachta that a woman who omits Sikh Bazar within three days of having relations with her husband, she would become Tami. A Sikh Bazar is Mikami, and a woman who has a relation with her husband would become Tami from the Sikh Bazar. Now, even if she immerses herself after having relations, if she subsequently omits the Sikh Bazar, she would again become Tami. But only if she omits the Sikh Bazar within three days of having relations. After three days, the Sikh Bazar becomes full and it no longer could be conceived and have a child be born from it. So therefore, it would no longer be mitami. So the mission asked, how do we know that it takes three days for the Sheikh Bazar to become spoiled and within those three days, if the woman admits the Sheikh Bazar, she would become tame. Shinemar, this is learned down from the Pasuk, you should be prepared for three days. Meaning, prior to Matan Torah, God Baruch commanded that everybody had to separate from their wives three days prior to Matan Torah. And the reason for the separation is so that everybody would be taught when the Torah was given. And if somebody would have relations with his wife within three days of Matan Torah, maybe the wife will subsequently admit the Sheikh Bazera and she would become Tameh. So therefore the Torah commands us that everybody had to separate from their wives three days prior to the Matan Torah. And that way, if after three days the woman admits Sheikh Bazera, she would no longer be Tameh. And if she admits Sheikh Bazera within those three days, then she can immerse herself in the mikvah, and she would be tar at Matan Torah. So we see that if a woman admits Sheikh Bazera within three days of having relations with her husband, she would become Tameh. But if she admits the Sheikh Bazera after three days, she would not be Tameh. From which part do you learn out in Asmach? That you're allowed to wash a child who had a bris mila on the third day after the bris mila even if that third day comes out on Shabbat. And if you have no hot water prepared, you're allowed to go ahead and be Mechal Shabbat and heat up water in order to bathe the child. And on the third day after the bris milah, the child is considered dangerously ill, and it's because Nefesh, so you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbat in order to heat up water to bathe the child, and bathing the child would help heal the wound. Now, some of us have learned that it's not on the third day after the bris milah, you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbat in order to bathe the child. But the first two days after the bris meal, the child is not as dangerously ill. And therefore, it would not be permitted to heat up water to bathe the child. But by the third day, since it's already been three days and the child has gotten weaker and weaker, the child is more dangerously ill on that third day. While other reports have learned that all three days after the bris meal, the child is considered dangerously ill and you would be allowed to heat up water on Shabbos in order to bathe the child if you do not have water prepared from before Shabbos. That was the mission said that you're allowed to bathe the child on the third day. The mission is teaching us even on the third day, you're allowed to be Mahal Shabbat in order to heat up water. But certainly on the first two days after the bris milah, you would be allowed to heat up water to bathe the child. So now I just learned down from the following puzzle. By he by Yomar it was on the third day when they were in pain. This is referring to the city of Shrek. Three days after they had a bris milah, Shimon and Levi went in and wiped them out because they were in pain on the third day. So it was easy on that day for Shimon and Levi to wipe them out. So we see that the third day after bris milah is a very painful day, and therefore it would be pikuach nefesh if a child had a bris milah and there was no warm water to bathe them in. Mm-hmm. From which part did we learn out? That you tie a red strip of wool to the head of the goat that is sent out to the Azazel. And there were two goats in Yom Kippur, and that they drew lots on. 
One lot said Sarlai Sam and the other lot said Lehazazel was sent down and pushed over a cliff. And the red strip of wool divided in half. One half of the strip of wool is tied to the horn of the Sarim Ishtalaf. And the other half is tied to a rock. And when the Sarim Ishtalaf had pushed off the cliff, the Bukhara Baruch forgave the sins of Klai Yisrael on that Yom Kippurim, the red strip of wool would turn white, and that would be a simon that the sins of Klai Yisrael had been forgiven. Shenamar, this is learned out from the Pasuk, and you echem kashonim kasheleg yabinu, if your sins are red as crimson, they will turn white like snow. So we see from there that this is a simon that the sins of Klai Yisrael have been forgiven, that the red strip of wool turned white. The Yom Kippur, from which passage do we learn now? That rubbing oil on your skin is also on Yom Kippur, just like drinking. However, we're not saying that rubbing oil on your skin is as stringent as drinking. As if you drink an Yom Kippur, Mishnah Kart, a rubbing oil on your skin, although according to some of worship, there is an Isra Minah Torah to rub oil on your skin, however, there is no Chiyab Kart. Apo Pisha Ain Rai Ladabra. Even though we do not have conclusive proof that rubbing oil on your skin is also like drinking. However, we have a hint to it from the following puzzle. Shenemar and the puzzle says, Vatavo kamayim bikirbo ukeshemen batmosov. It came into him like water in his inside and like oil on his bones. So we see that the public is comparing drinking water to rubbing oil on your bones. So just like drinking water is also on your so too rubbing oil on your skin is also on your Maki Pur.